The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's up, everybody? Eric Franson, AJ Salveson. It's a Wednesday in the know here on the Full Court Press. Getting up to date on what's going on with the Utah State Aggies preparing for their matchup against the Air Force Falcons. Uh, Utah State uh, is undefeated in conference play right now. Air Force, um, they haven't lost a game in conference play, have they? Nope, 3-0. They have. I think they're 3-0 also. Yep. Wait. Yeah, they did. They lost no, to Boise State. No, they're three and one. They lost to Boise State. Boy, no. Yes, they did. They lost to Boise State the week that we went to San Diego State. You're right. Yes. Thank you. They, they lost to Boise thirty to nineteen. Uh, their only other loss on the season was at Navy, twenty-five to thirty-four. Uh, and that was a very close game. Navy secured the win with a scoop and score late in that game. But um, Air Force is a is a team that has a unique style, unlike what Utah State faces the, pretty much the rest of the year. They haven't faced a team like it, and New Mexico sometimes uses things similar to what Air Force does. But uh, this is a team that, has been scoring quite a few points this year. Yeah, they can put a point to the premium. It's not a problem for them, to be honest with you. It's a very, very, you know, as good as they are as a running team that we know them to be, Eric, that, that triple option threat that they have, um, they're also a very good passing team. They pass not a lot, but when they do, it's effective. Uh, the thing that, speaking of passing, so going through some of the stuff here they've got uh, Gerard Sanders who's yeah. a wide receiver yep he's a monster uh, good size i mean sanders is a uh, um he's a 6 foot 1 se- no sorry that's uh waters Gerard Sanders is 6 foot 2 he's 6 foot 2 senior 210 pounds. um he is fifth in the conference in yards per game but here's what stands at about 68 yards per game but here's what really stands out to me aj He's average yards per catch, 24. What? Average yards per catch at 24. What the heck? Really? Oh, oh geez. Good for them. Huh. So when they, when they throw it to him, which isn't very often, but when they do, they're usually for big, big plays. Uh, opposing teams get so used to having to uh, address the run that everybody's focused on what's happening at the line of scrimmage. And before you know it, the quarterback actually isn't going on a dive play or running up through the line. All of a sudden, he'll pull back out and lob it over everybody to Sanders on big plays. One of the big questions for this Air Force team is, who will that quarterback be? There's been some injuries. Uh, Donald Hammond III uh, missed last week, did not play for Air Force. In his place was Mike Schmidt. And 
Schmidt comes in there and has a phenomenal game. Yeah. He's named the Mountain West Offensive yeah, Player of the Week. Yeah, how about that? Yep. Uh, there were some questions about whether or not Hammond would be available this Saturday or not. I uh, saw something today that suggested that he was practicing. Um, so it's still a little unclear whether or not he will be the, the quarterback or not. But um, it's it's a this is a big showdown between two teams that uh, have had some really close matchups between each other. They've yeah. had some really close games. Yeah, the- Utah State hasn't won there since, what, 13? I have to look up the history, but I think it's 13 is the last time they won there. Uh, lost the last time they were there, 24-22. And a game that they really should have won. Uh, let it get, they let that one get to get away from them. You know, when I look at uh, Air Force, offensively is, is, is what we all talk about. And, and rightfully so. I mean, they, they lead the league in third down conversions. They're uh, at 52%. Utah State, just to compare that, is at 40%. Utah is 37 of 92. Air Force is 43 of 82. Uh, and then, I mean, pass efficiency, Air Force, they don't throw much, so they're, they're at a 183.9. But the uh, but they don't turn over the ball a whole lot, which is actually really impressive for how much they run it. The ball doesn't hit the ground a lot with, the, with this team. Uh, and that's what can make them just such a huge problem is trying to force turnovers, which has been Utah State's knack, to take turnovers and turn them into points, it's going to be really, really tough now. Um, their their rushing defense is third in the league right now. Uh, they're giving up uh, a total of 728 yards. It's 104 yards per game with their rushing defense. The rushing offense, of course, leads the league with 304. Um, I was just looking for turnovers. I cannot find it for the life of me. Well, in, in overall, mm-hmm. they are in their turnover margin – on the season, now it's a little bit different in conference play. They're even in conference play, um, but uh, they have they've lost. If I'm reading this right, they've lost seven fumbles. Yeah, that's right. And thrown three interceptions. Wait, is it seven? Really? I thought it was lower than that. But they've gained. Sorry, that's uh nope. I'm, Is that how many, that's, that's how much they games. forced, right? Sorry, that's my bad. It's three. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's what I thought. And their red zone offense, Eric, is something that you got to behold. Watch. Look, our red zone offense is really, really bad, right? We're eighth in the league in red zone offense. We're sixteen of nineteen in the red zone. Um, eighty-four percent. Air Force. No, sorry, we are. Sorry, that's defensively. I gotta freaking learn how to read this thing. I'm telling you, man. I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, no, their red zone offense is is, there is has been very it, good. Yeah, it's second in the league. They're 29 to 33. That's 87 percent. About 88 percent. Utah State on the on they're on the opposite side of the spectrum. Oh, jeez, it's bad, man. They're at about 71 percent. It's not good. 17 to 24, right? I think yes. if I read that right. Yep. Man, that's bad. That's not good. And and the time and the biggest thing, Eric, and I think you and I have talked about this a lot. The time of possession is an issue. Like, and, and we heard Anderson say this yesterday or two days ago Oh, when he said we had 15 of the 17 possessions that were under two minutes. And he yeah. said, and yep. he emphasized this part, it's got to stop because they're going to absolutely wear us down and beat us up. If they go out there and have a seven and a half minute drive that turns in, even if it's a field goal, They'll take field goals. They, they don't mind it at all. And then they shut you down in 35 seconds, 
and then you got to bring your offense down there. Like they'll, I mean, from the own from the Utah State forty, they could easily eat up five minutes, not even like blinking. That's how good that their offense is at chewing the clock. I think they're second in the Mountain West in time of possession right now. Um, they uh, are it's just and, impressive. And that's usually time of possession for me is one of those stats that really don't mean anything because when Utah State was so dominant a year ago, they were really, really low on time of possession. But again, it matters. They could score quickly. But this is an efficient team, though. This is a little bit different story. Utah State doesn't seem to be as prolific offensively. Air Force can control the clock. So how many game? How many minutes are in the game? Sixty, and they're averaging thirty-three point three minutes in time of possession per game. That's over half the game that they're taking up. That's I mean that's that's awesome. I mean, honestly, that like when you read that stat, that is awesome. Okay, in conference play, these are two things that we're talking about. Their, uh-huh. their time of possession is actually 34 minutes, 34-10. USU's is 26 and a half. And their red zone offense goes up to basically 90%. 90% of the time, they're going to score. Uh, Utah State is 69%. That's a big problem. It's a major problem. Uh, red zone defense, they're also pretty good. Teams score on them only 75% of the time. Teams score on USU 86% of the time. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be a battle. <laughs> it, and it's, it, you just, I mean, you look at what they can do defensively and they're physical. They just beat you up. I mean, they're going to make it a, a, a long, dragged-out night for you. It's late. It's going to be cold. Um, as of right now, there's no snow or rain predicted, but you know that can change. You just, I mean, you know, and when it's that physical, they can wear you down. Let's hear from some of the coaches and the players about the matchup. Um, earlier on, we talked about this Gerard Sanders. He's a wide receiver for Air Force and doesn't get thrown to a lot, but when he does, he makes big plays and he goes for big yards. Here is Troy Calhoun talking about his star wide receiver. There are opportunities, or there can be, for good-sized gain plays, chunk plays down the field uh, if you are getting some one-on-one. Now, just because you're getting one-on-one doesn't mean you're getting open and making the catch. I mean... That's really where the work and the skill and, uh, you know, or to be a good receiver and what we do. You better block well, but you better be able to create a little bit of separation and you better be able to win one-on-ones. But that's not just a receiver. That's across the board in a good number of positions. you got to be able to win one-on-ones. And he's, he's been doing that. Um, he's had some uh, big-time pass plays, one went for 75 yards. So uh, he's, a, he's a big target. Uh, Troy Calhoun also said that they're going to be working in uh, their tight ends. There's been some question there about some, you know, the health of some of these guys at tight end, but uh, they're going to get used in the passing game. He pretty much made that known in his press conference this week. Got some athletes too, right? I mean, when you have athletes on that team, and, and that you'll hear Gary say this later on tonight too, but he, I mean, what makes their offense so good is is that they're efficient. When they have really good p- football players, they're they're efficient, right? And this year they have really good football players, and that's the problem. 
I mean, that's that's just what's going to make this so tough. There's been some discussion about uh, if you've been on Twitter today. Oh, jeez. Some comments that uh, Troy Calhoun said in his comments to preview the Utah State Aggies. We'll just get his initial thoughts about the Aggies, and then some of the things that he says at the end just has us really scratching our heads. A tremendous football team. You know, they have most of their guys back from a team last year that uh, won won 11 games, uh, ranked 18th in the country. Um, You know, this year they've only lost two games. They were to, you know, number 23 Wake Forest and number two Louisiana State. Uh, They have a quarterback that may very well be a first-round draft pick. Uh, they have big-time players on defense. They're highly skilled on offense. They're big and they're old. You know, I don't think anybody – there's probably a school in Provo, um, but nobody else in college football takes advantage of the seven-year rule more than they do uh, there in, in Provo. Uh, so you're playing with guys that, you know, are really, really old guys. <laughs> really, lose, really dude, old guys? I'm going to lose my freaking mind. This guy's always – just complaining about something like what the heck is your problem man worry about your own football team and then you know what by the way you can go recruit those kids too no one's stopping you man you, there's no rule that only BYU Utah Utah State can go recruit LDS mission kids you can go do it too and don't say you can't I just man Calhoun just continues to put his foot in his mouth well, here's the and other, swallow the boot here's the other stupid thing about this comment how many starters for Utah State are mission kids? Yep. Okay. How many in the two deep? Okay. So there were there are eighteen players in Utah State's roster who have served missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Of those, there's only a handful, very small handful. You can count them on one hand. How much they really get into the game? So it's it's it is a stupid, stupid statement. Yeah, it's just so irresponsible of him to say that. But I do think it's funny that he doesn't call it BYU. He just calls a school in Provo. Yeah, that that, that has but some humor to it. I don't, I don't get Troy Calhoun. I have never got Troy Calhoun. Earlier this month, uh, or I guess it was late last month, when they played Fresno State oh, after the that, game, he said, I'm not sure this conference is right for us. You're right. You should go to the uh, like Big West. I mean, why why would you say Sun that? Belt, man. Why would... would I know. What do you think Craig Thompson was thinking at that point? It's not like you're being the dominant team and you're blowing everybody away. Like, oh, we need tougher competition. Yeah, if anybody has that complaint, it's And it's Boise not State. like it's the flip side either. Yeah. Like, we can't compete with this league. Why would you say... It's so... I'm, my mind is blown. Why would you say that? Yeah, it's Totally just, ridiculous. It blows my mind, the irresponsibility of his mouth when he talks. I can't Dude, watch him. And, and by the way, his smug look on his face all look, the time with Coach, that silly grin. Coach Anderson is not one from Baltimore Bolton board material, at least not to dish it out. And I'm definitely when someone were to ask him about this, he'd probably say the right things. I think there might be some irritants to it of like, look, this little punk. Yeah, dude, we're about your own football team. But I will tell you this, that he probably is going to those kids now and says, look, this guy thinks they're old. He thinks this about you. He he thinks that you get that their team's on a higher level than the Mountain West. Let's like he has said all the wrong things for this game this Saturday night. 
he has said everything you probably should not say to where Utah State can, you know, is I know it's a football game, it's a big one, it's a division game, so it means a lot, but you add on this bulletin board material, and that team from Maverick Stadium is going to be ready to go at 8.15 kickoff on Saturday night. They are going to be ready. There was another question posed to Troy Calhoun. It was interesting that in the press conference that Air Force released, there were obvious edits to the press conference. Uh, It was very obvious that there were edits. And we don't know what was left out. Uh, There was a a newspaper in Colorado Springs that did print a Q&A, the exchange that happened with the coach about players that have uh, Air Force football players involved with uh, cocaine charges that Air Force did not include in the press conference. So the newspaper did it themselves, what the Q&A was. I would have liked to have seen the full press conference in its entirety. Maybe did he, Were there other things he discussed about Utah State that they just don't want out there? Well, someone says, look, if that's the case, the PR guy should have went up there and said, we're done. Like at some point, you got to realize your job as a PR director, if someone's getting out of hand, like cut it off. Say, hey, that's the end of the press conference. We're done. Thank you for your time. Get him out of there. Okay, so for those who don't know, there are now three players involved, and they've been excused from the team, so give them credit for that. But uh, a third former Air Force football player is facing a, an academy court-martial for cocaine, um, but there's a couple others that uh, similar have had some drug problems. Now, these and these players that are involved, some of them were the, the top running backs that they had coming back into the season from last year. Um, so it's a former defensive lineman, Kyler Aim, but also Cole Fagan, who was a leading rusher on the team a year ago, tellback Joseph Saucier, who averaged a team best 6.4 yards per carry last year. So these guys, all three, are facing these cocaine drug charges. And so the questions were posed to Coach Calhoun this week. And the question was, with Kyler Aim facing a court-martial tomorrow, that makes three players with cocaine charges. Do you have any comment on that? And then Troy Calhoun says, standards of the United States Air Force Academy. The question, when these players are removed from the team, is there counseling provided for them? Do you wash your hands of it? What happens? Coach Calhoun, we'll talk about our team. Question, are they no longer part of your team? (laughs) Calhoun, I'll talk about the guys who are on our team. Question, I've got a couple of specific questions from our military military reporter, Tom Rader. He says, why do you think three players have been caught up in this specific type of drug use of late? Calhoun, it's about our team. Question, is that going to be your response for everything? Calhoun, we're going to talk about our team. What do you have about our team? Question, is that not about your team? As a coach, you brought them in as part of your team. Calhoun, what do you have about our current team? What do you have about guys on our team? The next question. They were recruits of yours at the Air Force Academy. They were attending with taxpayer money, taking spots from other people. Do you feel? Do you not feel res- any responsibility for that? Calhoun, doesn't mean you can't take that. If there's something you guys can get out of in terms of a story, then do it. But they're not on our team. That's all well, you could have said. Question. It's not about a story. I'm asking about accountability. Calhoun, I'm asking, are they on our team? Question, they were until you removed them for breaking the law. Calhoun, 
If you're not on our team, then you're not on our team. So he couldn't have answered that at the very first when they said, hey, are they on your team? I'll talk about my team. At the end, they're not on our team. You could have just solved that in like one question, man. Just, I know. Just look, they're not on our team anymore. If you have those questions, you got to discuss it with the university. That Bingo. That's all you Bing. have to say. Done. You're done. And if they keep asking questions, please discuss, the, you know, or discuss it with their university that are no longer on our football team. Done. You're out of it. But no, they edit all of that out in their official release. That moron. <laughs> Cut it out of the video. And then there was another question about Utah State has uh, a new coaching staff. And the question was posed to him. How do you see this Utah State team kind of working through having a new coaching staff? And this was his response. They got the same personnel, really. You know, that's the part that I think makes it so seamless for them. Um, golly, I mean, they, anytime you have that caliber of group of talent and you're that old, which they are, you know, I think this probably, um, it's got to be one, of, if you took just birth date, it's got to be one of the oldest teams in all of college football, you know, and yet at the same time, to be able to supplement, to be able to go and, if you need a couple of guys on defense, maybe more than a couple that come from not just four-year schools to be able to help your program too, uh, they're able to do that. This guy. I can't stand this guy. Yeah, he's he's a piece of work. He's funny because he wants to parade around and let everybody know just how different he is and his program is. And it is different. But he has to make a big deal about it. Yeah. Like... Everybody should respect us and lay down for us because we're the Air Force Academy. And there's no question, everybody respects these guys for what they're doing and where they're at. Absolutely. And their job at protecting our country. But when it comes time to playing a football game, we're going to play a football game. You know what was awesome about the Air Force basketball team? Is after uh, they, uh, they lost Utah State here at home, every single one of those kids came in through line and said, uh, good game, good game. And to, sorry, when they were talking to Coach Smith, said, "Good game, Coach. Thank you. Good game, Coach. Thank you." Like they were, they were happy and honored to be able to play another opponent. And they, and I guess it's like a they say to every coach is, "Thank you for letting us come play." And it just seems like this Calhoun guy is just an attention freak. Where again, as you said, if it's not his way, then it's the wrong way. And he's trying to make it imagined that. Everybody's got all these advantages that he doesn't have. Which is such baloney. It's not even close. Okay, he talks about how Utah State is full of old guys. I mean... You know, are really, really old guys. He talks about all these really, really old guys. You don't think that there are a lot of coaches in the Mountain West would love to have the discipline and uh, attention to detail that his players have? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you think they'd have discipline. Coco King comes into the picture. Really, really old guys. <laughs> Come on. This is a fake assumption. He hasn't done his homework. He doesn't care. He's not paying attention to it. Oh, it's Utah State. Oh, yeah, it's Utah. They must have a bunch of mission kids. They're starters. They're all 28 years old. You know, are really, really old guys. <laughs> it's so Man, he sounds oh. so dumb right there. Okay, so that being said, away from the coach for a moment. Uh, this is a team that does have a unique way of doing things. And really, the, the, 
the group that's going to have the biggest responsibility, in my opinion, of making this game work is the Utah State defensive front. Um, I had a chance to talk to Dalton Baker a little bit about that and about what makes it so unique and what Utah State needs to do to stop it. Talk with Dalton Baker, getting ready for Air Force. And uh, before we talk about the Falcons, first let's just get an update from you. Like, How are you physically and how do you think uh, that defensive front is doing right now physically? As a whole, as a defensive front, I mean, we're doing extremely well. We're kind of a unit that's been growing over the past few years, you know, together building that. And health-wise, we're, I mean, best as we can be, you know, middle of the season right now, going into a great opponent, Air Force. Uh, Upfront scheme-wise and how we kind of work together with each other is very, uh, very, works very well. And we just do a good job clicking and reading off each other and very good at, uh, you know, always having that relentless effort as a whole unit as a front seven, so... You're facing a team in Air Force that is very different than anybody you've faced so far. How much extra time have you guys taken with the bye weeks and stuff in the in the preseason to prepare for what you're facing this week? Um, with, I mean, I think the coaches understand that you know they're coming in with us. We're kind of a veteran defense. Um, we played them. We had a lot of experience, you know, playing this style of offense. But I mean, with the few bye weeks or the two bye weeks that we've had, you know, we've taken a few days here and there just to kind of slow things down, slow things down, break them up, uh, you know, analyze more film, you know, look at more tendencies, little things that you know most teams won't have the time to. Um, this that extra time has allowed us to be able to play that much more fast and. A big shout-out to our uh, scout team this past week is unbelievable. They're coming in on, you know, our days off. We don't have morning stuff. They're coming in early, watching extra film as a whole unit, as a whole scout team offense. And they came out, and they're running it the fastest I've seen it in my, you know, four or five seasons here at any scout team that we've had yet. So with that and then, you know, having a veteran defense up front and all of us just kind of working, we're just running out this blue collar, just, you know, we went full pads. We're, you know, banging every day, and it's middle of the season. So it doesn't affect us, man. It's just all mentality for us. So so what is it so difficult about Air Force for some teams to try to handle? It's staying focused, doing your job the same way, consistently for four straight hours, doing the same little things over and over and over. It's keeping that mental toughness and focus along with your physical toughness. They're running the same, you know, probably six to eight plays over and over and over and over and just being able to take what you know as you're running as a defense and execute that consistently for, you know, 80 to 100 snaps and not get bored with it. Best of luck on Saturday. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Dalton Baker. That's a good dude. Defensive end. Yeah, uh, that's that defensive front, they're going to have their hands full trying to fill the gaps, make it muddy on the line, and not allow big plays from Air Force. Um, and really, to not even make little plays. That's the thing that this Air Force team can do if so effectively is they'll get three and a half, four yards anytime they uh, take a snap with the way that they run it. And so just slowly but surely, just keep moving down, keep gaining yards, keep chewing clock. And by the time you get to the fourth quarter, your defensive front is so wore down with these guys, then they can really gash you for big plays. Yeah. Yeah, you got to play discipline assignment football. If you get... If you get caught up in doing something on your own, you're going to get beat. The team's going to end up being punished for it as well. Well, I mean, if you play discipline of seven football, 
it's a one-yard rush, it's a four-yard rush, or it's a three-yard loss for them. Once you kind of start doing your own thing, that one-yard loss turns into a 30, 40-yard gain. Flips the field immediately, and Air Force has got all the momentum in the world. Can't do it against this team, especially this team. All right, we'll get some comments from Gary Anderson. What does he have to say about the Air Force Falcons and what we might see on Saturday and about preparing his team for this unique style? Uh, and some comments from Jordan Nathan as well. So it's important that the offense sustains drives. That has been a point of emphasis this week. What does Jordan Nathan have to say about it? We'll discuss that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Yeah, no, um, for sure. I mean, everybody has to do their part day in and day out. Um, it's about reps, really, in practice. It's about keying in on what we have to do, keying in on your job, every snap, every play in. When the time arises, you have to make those plays. You have to make those tackles. You have to be in those positions to um, make the plays on the ball when they're in the air. And so it, it can be a lot of responsibility, but I feel that everybody on our defense is up for the task of going against this offense. That's Andre Grayson talking about being prepared for that Air Force offense. It's very unique in how they do it. Uh, I will say, uh, Ajay, that uh, USU secondary has been improving. Yeah, you look at Wake 1 where they got burnt, right? About every crisp corner of the edge, like a DiGiorno pizza. Uh, they have definitely improved. Shaq Bond coming in. Cameron Haney being there now has been really great for them. Troy LaFredge Jr. has been really, really good for them. Uh, DJ Williams is starting to get it, get his groove back. Uh, yeah, I, uh, this defensive backfield has been great the last two games. They're going to need to be good again. They're going to really, really need to play sound, disciplined football uh, to keep this Air Force offense under wraps. Utah State pass defense efficiency is number one in the conference, mm-hmm. in conference play. Um, and uh, Air Force is not that great. They're eighth in the conference, in conference play. So uh, it that uh, the that's not the thing that scares you the most, though that those big explosive plays can be backbreakers. They unexpected throw it over the top and get yeah. that big play off with their wide receiver. Yeah. But uh, Gary Anderson talked about uh, this Air Force team and uh, really trying not to lose yards uh, against the Falcons. A lot of that, I think, has to do that, that can't be forgotten when you talk about Air Force not having a lot of TFLs is, yes, sacks. I think they have three sacks. Um, so there's three TFLs there. Um, not very many in that situation. And then a lot of times if they get sloppy ball handling, it results in a negative play for them, whether that's a fumble recovery or the ball's rolling on the ground and they miss a pitch or what have you. So their ball handling to me this year has been extraordinary. Not many times you see the ball on the ground. Um, and then, yes, it's, it's a physical downhill running attack when they hand the ball off to the fullback, but a lot of times that ball is going to the edges and, and they do a very nice job of uh, you know just executing the offense. The, the guys on the edges block very well and the skill set to me is, is on the offensive side of the football, um, you know, those wings are fast and that is a little different than you know, you see year in and year out with Air Force is the speed of the wings, the ability for the quarterback to be able to throw the football, and the skill set of, you know, both of the wide receivers. One of them is more of a tight end, and the other one's truly a, a wide receiver, but the, their ability to be able to catch the football, catch contested balls, um, and it's not just the wide open, you know, we blew a coverage and they score a touchdown. These kids are running quality routes and 
quality throws are coming his way and they catch contested balls. So, um, you know, really good offense and really good defense. It's aggressive. Is that so hard, Calhoun? I'm, I'm not going to call you coach. I'm going to call you Troy since you just, yeah. Uh, Troy, is that really hard to do to compliment another team and be sincere about it? It probably is. I'm sorry. It probably is really hard for you. What you know, a, are really, really old guys. <laughs> can't believe he said that, man. Bring. And he sounds so big. Bring the walkers. Like his tone. Get the equipment dude, trailer what, up. Yeah. That's what you should do. Make sure it, you got the canes. Imagine if they the were walking pl- sticks. Imagine if they were playing here. All the hell that he would get. That student body would light him up. Luckily, it's not uh, so basketball. So you're playing with guys that, you know, are really, really old guys. <laughs> oh, man. What a turd. <laughs> get a life, man. By the way, the last time that Utah State won at Air Force. Sorry, I'm just looking at this. Uh, 13. Yep. 52-20 winners. Air Force is the odds-on favorite right now. Vegas odds makers have them favored by four. They should. That's that's understandable. I'm okay with that. So wait, we played them in '69, but then did not play them until 2013. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't in the same conference. Still, 13, 14, 15. Yet, and it's been win, win. Right, 13-14, three straight losses, 15 through 17, and then last year's win in that nail-biter 42-32 where we made it a lot more difficult than it needed to be. Yeah, they scored 15 fourth-quarter points. Yeah, we made some boneheaded mistakes, though, too, to let them back into it. Uh, Jordan Nathan is a wide receiver for Utah State. Gary Anderson said we need to have more sustained drives. We need to do better offensively uh, just to give our defense a rest, and that's going to be really important this week more so than perhaps others. But uh, Jordan Nathan could be a big part of that, and I caught up with him at practice yesterday to get his thoughts about that very thing. All right, taking some time with Jordan Nathan, and first, let's talk about the week that's been for you guys before we talk uh, Air Force. Um, Your role as a wide receiver and as a punt returner seems to be expanding a little bit here and there. How do you feel like you're... You fit into this about how Utah State offensively is working. Uh, the biggest thing this year that I could say that is different from a previous year is that they're trusting me more and being uh, being more broad as receiver. So I'm playing a lot more outside than last year. You know, I, I appreciate that because this this spring and you know a last spring and last summer, you know, I busted my tail to prove them that I'm just not a one dimensional receiver. I'm not going to just play in a slot. I'm not. I, I play outside or any route on the uh, route tree and just stuff like that. You know, to prove my worth. You've had some chances to do some punt returns. Seems like there's been a couple where it looks like you're itching to make a return and you just can't because of the coverage is there. But uh, your role as a, as a punt return on in special teams, how that's kind of evolved. You know, the, with that being said, like, I, being a punt returner, I have to be really, really smart because um, that's a detrimental play. You know, if you if I muff that ball, it's a game changer. You know, it's going to uh, affect the whole game. It's going to give the uh, other team momentum, juice, and I can't let that happen. I can't let my teammates down. I can't let the fans looking at me down because it's a big momentum play, and we need every possession that we can get, especially playing a team like Air Force. Okay, let's talk about Air Force. This is a team that 
they can control the ball and they can run big plays and can take up a lot of time for their offense. So uh, Coach Anderson has said our offense needs to do a better job of sustaining drives. Have you seen like real big changes in how you guys are implementing the offense this week as compared to how you've done things so far the rest of the year? Um, no, not at all. You know, we're going to play our game. We're going to we're going to play with pace. We're going to you know play as fast as we can. And I think the biggest thing that we're trying to harp on this game, especially this week, is being better at, better than them at their own game. That's being mentally sound, mentally disciplined, and just not making no errors. Like I said, we keep the ball longer than they do. We have. Uh, a lot of plays, snaps the game, uh, more than at least around 80 plays, we'll, we'll win the game. You know, I I feel like that we come out here and we get our first first down, first play of the game, first drive of the game, and a second first down and third first down and stuff like that, we'll, we'll be able to hang on. So I'm not really too worried about our offense. Our offense is great. I love this offense. I love our OC. Uh, they, they're great. So I'm not too much worried about that. Air Force is well known for how they do things offensively, but what often gets overlooked is how physical they are defensively. As you've scouted the, the, the Falcons, what do you see from them defensively and what they might bring at you on Saturday night? You know, like I said, they're, I mean, the Air Force, they're mentally sound. They they will do what they do and not mess up. And our biggest thing is not messing up as well, but we have to use our athletic receivers as an advantage. We have to make plays when the ball's in the air, whether it's one hand, two hands, uh, just whatever it takes to make plays because that's what we came here to do. You know, we're, we're the playmakers of the team, and that's all it's going to take. All right, Jordan Nathans, thanks so much. Good luck on Saturday. Appreciate you. So not uh, the sense there is it doesn't look like the offense is going to change dramatically. They're still going to go pace. They're still going to play their style. Maybe just – how they uh, dial things up, the, how they do the play calls to try to sustain these drives could be a little bit different on Saturday night. Because this is a physical team, Air Force. Uh, some of the games that I've, I've been able to watch and, and see, this is a team that can get after you um, and try to make some uh, force you into making some mistakes. Yeah, that's the thing is, and and if they can force turnovers, like Utah State's defense, if they can force turnovers, they're going to turn them into points. Problem is, is with Air Force, if you if they force the turnover, they're going to drag your defense through the mud for about five, six, seven minutes. I mean, they're just going to take their sweet time. So that's that's what really you want to avoid the turnovers to Air Force because of what they can exhaust their your defense. Um, Air Force wants to af- avoid turnovers because. Utah State can put points up in a hurry. And if they can get some rhythm, some momentum, finally, Eric, offensively, watch out. Just beware, dude. It's going to get ugly. Well, if it's going to be a nice weather day, then... Yeah, it'll be cold, but there's no uh, rain or snow in the forecast as of right now. Let's, let's hope that's the case. It could be uh, for a good good recipe for Jordan Love to have a decent game. Uh, and Air Force does not have a good pass defense. I think teams... What that means is teams have to throw the ball more against Air Force because they have a really good run defense. In conference games, they're only giving up 83.5 yards a game on the ground. Huh. Now, Utah State's only giving up 94 yards on the ground. But they give up a lot of big pass plays, though, especially third and longs, man. Uh, Yeah. Uh, but uh, Air Force will allow you to throw the ball. And a- actually, Air Force is not that particularly great about getting opposing teams off the field either. So um, I-, I think Utah State offensively can move the ball. The real question is how much can that defense stop Air Force? 
Um, and, and how consistent can USU offensively be? Those are the big questions for me on for Saturday night. Mm-hmm. All right, more about Utah State and Air Force coming up. Uh, some more comments from Coach Anderson about the their his team's preparations for the Falcons um, and uh, trying to get his old guys ready. Getting out the Ben Gay, getting out the uh, the extra tape and the bandages. You know, getting the uh, the jazzies ready for the trip to Colorado Springs. We'll discuss more coming up on the Full Court Press. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. There's probably a school in Provo, um, but nobody else in college football takes advantage of the seven-year rule more than they do uh, there in, in Provo. Uh, so you're playing with guys that, you know, are really, really old guys. <laughs> Get Make sure the jazzies are charged. Um, our get the big reading glasses. By the way, the players do get a senior, uh, senior citizen discount at all stores. <laughs> Take them to the buffet <laughs> before 5 o'clock. <laughs> they do get their pills and their oxygen tanks as they head into their rooms. <laughs> you moron, Troy. Call. What an idiot. What an absolute idiot. Hey, really quick, before we get into more Utah State talk, I got to tell you this. Uh, so the whole Marcus Morris thing in the NBA, right? Knicks, uh, you know, Marcus Morris ditching the Spurs last minute, like very last second, who had signed with them verbally and was planning on signing with them and then left and went to the Knicks. Reporter, did the Knicks act unprofessionally with Marcus Morris' situation? Popovich, who signed him? Reporter, the Knicks. Popovich, well, there you go. <laughs> Man, New York's still getting fried. And it's 2019. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Hey, but, uh, you know, this this offense for Air Force, they're, they don't make a lot of mistakes. You can't force them into a lot of mistakes. It's more just having to stop them, right? Uh, but it's, it's more about the playmakers they have on the team. Um, they have, you've talked about the receivers, talked about the running back, and, of course, their quarterback situation. They had this kid come in, and he ends up winning Mountain, Mountain West Player of the Week. So, with that, you know, this, this offense can, it has their certain players who can create big plays. And that's what, according to Coach Anderson, that's why they're elite. It's so funny because so people have heard it four or five times just in the last week when you're playing Air Force. And how's a team that just runs three or four plays be so successful? And that could be no farther from the truth there's a whole bunch of plays in there it looks like it's a dive and tackle the dive guy and then slow play the quarterback or tackle the quarterback and then just go tackle the pitch guy right and then there's a couple passes sprinkle in there it's far more than that and it's very in-depth it's a it's a elite offense um, taught by elite coaches and uh, their ability to adjust and but there is a number of plays in there what appears to be triple option is many many times not triple option the blocking scheme is completely different up front you know, it may be a trap that the normal eye wouldn't catch. It may be a zone play. It may be a dive play. It may be, you know, a cutoff on the away zone on the backside where they're running the 
the triple option phase of it, but they're going to hand the ball off. Um, so there, there's there's a number of different ways that uh, they attack you. And the biggest thing is when they find a deficiency, which a lot of offensive teams will not do if they find a deficiency, they'll go back to it and they'll go back to it and they'll go back to it. And if they can do it 20 times in a row and you can't adjust to it and deal with it, then you're going to get you're going to get pounded and you're going to get ground into the dirt and that's where they love to live. So, um, you know, again, a ton of respect and you, you got to have on your your big boy pants and hop in the trenches and be ready to battle against these guys. And that's why it's such a great opportunity because it is unique and you know you will know exactly, especially on you know this the, that offense is built to to grind you down and beat you up and you'll know if you're a tough guy at the end of that game if you come out of there and uh, you held your own against that offense, uh, especially inside the tackle boxes, you're a tough guy. If you're weak-minded or soft, you'll get dominated in that game and you'll get exposed. Work on Air Force. Yeah, camp. And you, your bye weeks. So camp, spring ball, bye weeks, um, you know, day after Christmas, whenever. <laughs> yeah, whenever we can take, whenever we find an opportunity to squeeze in a few periods of Air Force, we'll absolutely do it. And, uh, you know, you, you have to. It's in, just in, in my opinion. And I just, again, that goes back for how many years I've played them and I've been on both sides of that thing where you've played very well and I've been on sides where we have not played very well. But I know this, if you don't play well in all three phases in this game, again, you won't win. You have to play well. It has to be a real team. And you always say that, right? Play well in offense, defense, all three phases. Sometimes one phase has to pick the other phase up to get them over the hump to win the game or even to play well in the game. And that may be special teams, offense, or defense. It may be two other three phases. But in my opinion, in, in, this, in this football game, you need to play well in all three phases to have an opportunity to win the game. Um, and there will be ups and downs and flows both ways, and these kids will keep on battling. Uh, you know that the kids from Air Force are going to battle till the end, and I know this football team will battle to the end, and they're both battle-tested. Um, you know, you look at the Navy game, and um, they came storming back in that Navy game, and they were down, and they came storming back, took the lead, and, and ended up not winning that game, but just their ability to fight back and keep grinding through the process is what those kids do every single day. And I think that you know our team has, has proven to be pretty tough too. So a couple tough-minded groups going against each other. It's going to be a battle. And uh, it, it will test your discipline. Uh, it will test your patience. Teams... If you have guys that like to freestyle and roam, then they can get they can hurt you in a matchup like this. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, this again, is about following your assignment to the letter. Yeah, it's like when these uh, these old guys go and play bingo. You know, they got to follow the letter and the number. And during team activities, that can be really hard. Pickleball, not tennis. They're putting their dentures on the line, their wheelchairs. They're hearing aids. I mean, it's it's tough. Make sure man. you have fresh batteries. You're right. Yeah, dude, you're right. I mean, Calhoun couldn't be any more right. These old guys are, you know, it's an advantage, I guess. But we'll find out. Uh, no, look, uh, he's right. You know, they they do a lot of different things, and and for Coach Anderson and the staff, they've been working on this kind of offense because it's so unique forever for like a long, long time, just so they can have it down. Um. But it's again, it's different until you face it on the field, right? Then it's just like a whole different story. So, I, I, you know, I, but you get, you know, Justin Anna has done last week, I feel like, or yeah, last week he did such a great job of making adjustments after that first drive. He knew exactly what to do. Yes. He crowded the box a little bit more. He put some pressure on Malik, and then all of a sudden things just fell apart. And I mean, that was, it was just one simple adjustment. And then all of a sudden, the, you know, the game just got away from Nevada. Can he do that again? Can he, you know, after the first drive, 
whatever happens, happens. Can he be able to make an adjustment um, and and be able to shut down this prolific greatest offense in Mountain West history, Air Force? <laughs> that apparently nobody respects. That needs to be in the Big 12 for SEC. Uh, they don't belong there. Uh, they, they're too good. They're too good. They, I mean, look. I mean, look. When they've been to the Fiesta Bowl, they've been to the... Uh, you know, they've been to, they went to uh, another Fiesta Bowl. They've been <laughs> well, to the Sugar Bowl. They don't want to play with guys like this. They've been to the Cotton Bowl. I mean, look. They don't want to play with guys that, that are geriatric. You know, are really, really old guys. <laughs> Just, they don't. I mean, <laughs> it's not fair to the guys of the Air Force Academy. Any chance we can find out what he said about Boise State? <laughs> I'd love to don't hear that one. That. Look, we, we can't be playing with those guys, all right? They, they're professional football players. <laughs> Probably. Unbelievable. When hey, well, uh, last thought here. This is shifting from USU football. USU basketball held a practice the other day. Al, Cal caught him. I want to work with you. And uh, Al caught up with Craig Smith. Interesting comments from Craig Smith. Um, we're banged up right now with some things. Um, that's the hard part is we're trying to gain momentum into the season. And we're honestly, we're about as banged up as we've been uh, all summer and right now. So it's a little bit hit and miss, but... Um, you know, we expect those guys, except for Nimi, to all be back here um, in the next week or so. Nimi, you know, I'm hoping to, uh, our athletic trainer and I and Nimi are going to sit down um, tomorrow or Thursday and hopefully have more of a game plan. Well, not we have a game plan, but just kind of uh, what's the right word? Uh, synchronize it, so to speak, and kind of just come together on some things. Uh, but his rehab is going great. He's done a really, really good job. There's a broken nose. There's a hurt foot. There's somebody who's been really, really sick. We can't tell you who those players are because we know who they are, but yes. Well, he said who they are. Oh, he but we did? we ran out of time. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more tomorrow. That's a tease. <laughs> Still stay tuned for that. Not a boy, Eric. But uh, some more about Utah State basketball. It's a very versatile lineup. Um, what the injury situation is for the Aggies. But tomorrow we'll continue to get you uh, prepared for Utah State and Air Force. We haven't heard from Gerald Bright yet. He could have a very important role for this Aggie team next uh, or this, this coming Saturday. We'll hear more from him tomorrow. And our pick six, so stay tuned for that. Have a great night, everybody.